0: I'm Matt Ingram, a musician, producer, and co-owner of Urchin Studios in East London. In these podcasts, I'll be talking with creative individuals that I know and admire about music, art, the creative process, and of course, whatever else comes up. My guest today is singer, songwriter, arranger, composer, and Guillemot's frontman, Vyfe Dangerfield.
1: Two, two, I hope we yes. don't have to retape this because I'm just too <laughs> dull. I don't know.
0: I I don't know what's happening with my my, my studio five. I don't know, Matt. So
1: five danger. Oh, we doing it? Are we doing it? This is are we it? on? Do
0: you know what I find the hardest thing to do is starting.
1: Yeah, like, I know. Starting and finishing. So what I'm gonna do? It's like anything really. You're gonna, you is that a wedding ring you've got? No, no, no. I've
0: got these oblique strategy
1: cards. Oh yeah, the Brian Eno ones. Eno. And I thought we'd start with this. Yeah. Have you ever used these? I haven't. I've, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I did have the app a while okay. ago. I don't know what happened to it. I think I must have lost it. What, what? You lose an app off taking two cards. Okay. That's pretty tight. I mean, that is a strategy. I'll in itself. One. Strategy. It's quite hard to say that word, isn't it? And what, All what's right. the
0: creative direction? Once the... <laughs> <laughs>
1: this literally couldn't be less helpful. It says, once the search is in progress, something will be found. Wow. I mean, that, that, that's essentially saying... Just get on with it, I guess, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, that, that is a start, I guess, of sorts. Um,
1: but welcome... Should we explain... Uh, sorry, sorry, you were about to introduce your I was gonna, podcast. <laughs> sorry, no. I was
0: just, just going to say, welcome back
1: to Urchin Studio. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Matt. It's great to be here as we drink <laughs> our, our Guinnesses. You with the original can, me with the Nigerian foreign extra. Cheers. Cheers. Um... I can't remember. What I, I know I just thought maybe we should explain to the listeners of this podcast that we both seem to be a little um, downbeat today. Not downbeat, not not low, just, uh, you know. I flew I, I, I flew back from Norway land yesterday and I'm a little... What's well, a long flight, Thrive.
0: I know, it's pathetic.
1: You must be knackered. <laughs> it is I'm ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm, I'm, really I'm amazed me. you even... You showed up. Actually. I know. I know. Well, I'm a professional man. So I, um but it was a f- no. I can't even really make excuses. It was just quite an intense bunch of days, and you know.
0: Which leads me on nicely to, to my to my first question, which is, what were you doing in Norway?
1: I was. Um, I was trying to think of something funny. <laughs> um, I was making music. <laughs> There's a surprise.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, normally, I really prepare. For these these podcasts and our friends, man. All right, no, all right, it's quite 10. But <clears throat> the only the only thing I've written down in my little book here is, what is the magic factory?
1: No, <laughs> what is the magic factory?
0: Yes, I'd like I'd like us to because I, I know we've been talking a lot about this over the last kind of few weeks. This idea yeah. of this, and I, but I think it's a really interesting idea, and I just kind of want to share that with
1: whoever might be listening. What is the magic? Well, it's, I mean, the thing is that it's just a pri it's just a silly kind of private name I've given to this. What, everything I'm trying to do at the moment, you know, it's not uh, necessarily a. I did look it up, but there's an Australian circus or something. Called oh, magic factory. I've got
0: someone next door. Oh, Hello? Hello. It's
1: quite exciting. Hi. Matt's just, um. S- someone's. Um, just the, um, what are they wondering? Someone's wondering about something. He's trying to be very professional, he's um, yeah, I'll advising I'll the that. client I, I him, yeah, as best oh, he can, find, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry about that. he's apologising okay. now which is very, uh, yeah, I, I, again, very good of him, it's always important to okay. apologise I suppose. Um, and then, um, he's mentioning some speakers as like, well. Okay, I'm getting bored of this now, this I'm going to play the word it's... This to. Thursday? Yeah. Shall we do... I was like... I, I did try to start filling the dead air for a bit, but shall we... We could have a little... That could be the, <laughs> the cutaway noise. Yeah. That's
0: good. Alright. So, where, where were we? We where, were talking were we? about... Was we were talking about to, the magic factory. The magic factory. We, listen, we can talk about whatever you like. We that's can the, talk about the hell. That's the thing. Um, I think the idea of the magic factory is a very interesting one, so...
1: Well, I'm just, like, um... I think everyone's got their own magic factory. Oh. You know. No, but the thing is, yeah, I think it's, um... I guess what I'm doing at the moment is just... There's so many, uh... So many things that I, I would like, you know, and feel the need to do. And... It, it is a bit like, sort of, I mean, it it, it was like, I, I remember getting a really strong vision one night of this, almost literally this idea of the factory and the sort of, the classic Willy Wonka thing of, you know, I could sort of almost, <laughs> this is all very metaphorical, I guess, but like it was almost like I could imagine myself going between all these different rooms and check, checking up on how this, you know, this pot's coming along here and then going to this room. and going, Okay, we need a little more cinnamon in that and, and kind of, <laughs> you know, but it, it's almost a bit like that, but, you know... It, it, uh, this doesn't make any sense, does it to anyone? I, I, I kind of, it's almost like represents all the different bits and pieces that are going on. Because I, I think often in the creative world it's this very linear thing where you work on one thing at a time. You know, you do, it, like for example, you know, the, the classic thing, you make a record, you spend months, whatever, recording it and then it's promo and then it's tour and then you come back and you do the next thing. And I don't know, I just... Uh, there's so much creatively that I I think I've realized, I've realized I need I need to do all that stuff, you know, mm. and that for me personally, the way to be uh, me is 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 doing not trying to concentrate on one thing and being like you know, because I think you get that this this is in no way a, a moaning about the music industry thing, you know, because I just think it comes down to anyone's you know strong mindedness, but you do get a lot of pressure to sort of label yourself in some way be like I am this is what I do you know and, mm-hmm. and to kind of focus on that and it's almost like you can have little side projects and things but you know you have your main sort of thing that you focus on I, it, it, that might work great for some people but I, I sort of feel like if I'm going to be myself that means not shutting out any of the strange corners and, and, and so on because um, mm.
0: you're right the, 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 the idea of because you know, I've experienced it with people that I've worked with, it's like you know, you you do the record, and then you you tour it until you're really bored with it, mm. and you hate all the material. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, right now, be creative. Now we well, need we need another, and it, you know, and it's 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 really it's just very it's just a very weird way of looking at the creative process. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I thought the idea of the Factory was interesting, just for that for that point that it's this yeah, it's non-linear thing.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I really see it as as having all these different pots on the go. And, cause for me, the ideas themselves, um, it's been, there's been all these kind of personal realisations in the past couple of years, but I think one big thing is like, well for a start, you know, ideas come very, very quickly. Now, you know. To, to, to you, to you. Well, I think they come very quickly to most people, because I, th- I think, you know, anything kind of. Whatever word you want to use, and you know, th- anything great or anything, uh, just complete or whatever. I mean, it's always just a, a, a string of its ideas threaded together in the same way that humans are, you know, cells threaded together, <laughs> whatever we are, you know. Um, so I think, um, and and I, I think what can often happen is that I think my other sort of belief really is that there's no such thing as a bad idea because an idea. Oh, oh, there is. I don't know if there is because really? I think because I think an idea is only good or bad depending on its context like okay, okay. we could be recording a track together and you know I, I, I could be obsessed with the idea that you know suddenly um, the, the track should stop and there should be a recording of someone frying toast and <laughs> shouting at the toast and I might be convinced in that moment that it's right but two days later actually no no you're right like that this track doesn't really need that but then the the you know <laughs> the shouting at the toast thing oh I mean, this is a bit of a weird example but you know like I I, I think anything in the right context can be funny or can be right. um, beautiful or can be like you know I, I think so I, is- things completely come alive by their context and but I I, I think that what we tend to do is um, especially when you're working on one thing you can get very sort of you can discard a lot of ideas because they don't seem relevant. Mm. And I think a lot of the beautiful and most exciting ideas are just the random things that come along and don't make any sense, but they all kind of gradually sort of filter through. And, you know, what I've been finding, you know... Because it, it, I, 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 over the past few years, um, I've just been building up such a collection of bits and pieces of... of, of music and not just music you know random bits of talking and you know I'm always recording just stuff on my iPhone voice memo it's just the noise of buses or whatever and you know all this stuff you know Um, and you just normally you do it and you're like well I don't know what this is you know it might be like three minutes of me playing some synth sound or talking like some strange American philosopher or improvising a song in the middle of the night or whatever you know but I think so much of, so much of the, the joy of, of the creativity is, is just presenting things in a certain way. And, and, um, either drawing those things together or <laughs> I can, I'm just waffling. Like, no, it's no, very no, hard no, to no, explain no, it's, it's, all that, you know, but no, it's,
0: it's interesting. But, but so therefore you were saying there's, there's no such thing as a bad idea, but it's how you put those ideas together. Yeah. Perhaps so. In that case, would you say like there's no such
1: thing as a, there's no such thing as a bad lyric? Yeah, it's just that like. Well, I mean, there's no such thing as a bad lyric. It's it's harder with lyrics, but I mean, yeah, I still think that philosophy applies. But I mean, I don't know. It's so it's so personal anyway. With something like lyrics, obviously, it's a bit different. I suppose in the way you perceive it, because the difference with lyrics is there's something that actually have a well, sorry, the, the language with which they are made, which is our language, mm-hmm. um, well, it is for most people anyway, maybe like Sigur Oz or Liz Fraser or something, that's a clever thing, that thing of just circumnavigating conventional language and just singing in a made-up language. But if you're using words, that's something that has a use and a practical, uh, a practical use for us. So I think it's interesting the way we hear words because, like, when you're hearing music, you're not sort of... And you're not hearing it as something that, you know, usually a C chord in life could also be something that you say to get to buy a sandwich or something, (laughs) you know? So it's weird because with lyrics, there's so many more connotations Mm. straight away. Whereas with music, you're dealing with something abstract and there might be connotations and it reminds you of another track or another style or something, but it's not as... um... Is that why you... Because we've been talking recently. Is that why you...
0: I don't want to say you prefer music, but like, but you've been. I just noticed you, you've been really down on your lyrics for recently. Right? Well, and if I could say, because I and, and, and I just got to say, I I, I, give, I give I'm giving each guest like one compliment, <laughs> and this is yours, right? So I've always really liked your. I've always really liked
1: your lyrics. Thank you. No, I mean thank thank you. I, it, like, it's not that I've been down. I think it's necessary. Like, I, it's not like when I when we've talked about this. It's it's not like I'm saying I don't think of. I have written really lyrics that I'm really proud of, it's just... The, the weird thing I'm finding with lyrics is, is, um... I find that all the, the, all the lyrics that I really like, um... just, just come, just pop out, really quickly. And I find it... I mean, this is what I mean about ideas, again, that anything... all the good stuff, it does just come out, but, you know... What I've realized over the years more and more is that you can't if you just wait for things to just come out, they often won't, or it's it's few and far between. And the more that you're actually doing stuff, the more the more stuff comes out because the more productive you are. But I think mm. with, with lyrics, yeah, I I've come out with loads of sort of random stuff, not thinking about it that I love because that to me is my subconscious speaking, and I don't know what the hell it's about, but there's a strange kind of uh, symmetry, I don't know, there's a strange it, it seems to somehow make sense well what I find hard is that thing of say that you've had some music and I've, you know, I've, there's a lot of songs at the moment where I've had the melody of a song you know, the, the basic music of a song for a long time and there was always just any old rough lyrics that I just sang out to pad out the melody but then you start thinking okay, well these actually aren't particularly good lyrics like there's a few good lines in there, but some of it's just a bit... It's so easy with lyrics to fall back on the cliche without thinking about it. Um, and I think then, for example, when you've got a feeling that this, of what the song... What emotion the song is about, but you've got to try and uh, rewrite, you know, or, or <laughs> it, like, consciously lyric writing. That, that, that's, that's what I, I I find hard. And, you know, it, it's, it's... I mean, just this week in Norway, um, we're working on a kind of well, it, like I suppose a, a real sort of pop track I mean, you know, but not the, try just trying to do something brilliant you know, which is the, what you're always trying to do, yeah. but it, it, it's sort of a certain kind of thing where it isn't an abstract lyrical world, it's trying to write quite a direct pop lyric and it, it's kind of fascinating because finally at the end of the five days, and this is after months of dipping into it and you know, I feel like we actually eventually landed with oh yeah that's the lyric and I think it reads really uh, you know it reads pretty really well but it's like it's bizarre how much how long we hours have? and hours of just writing out stuff it's taken to just end up with like 16 really simple lines <laughs> like that that I find that so much harder than <laughs> really? to just come out with you know uh, yeah I, I just think the stuff that I mean it you know I can't really have a um, I always get subjective and objective confused but I can't be whatever the appropriate one is about do you, my lyrics but
0: do you do you find that like when you're dealing with music, that's essentially, you know, essentially abstract. And when you're dealing with lyrics that's abstract, it's kind of easier because you almost don't have to take responsibility for them. Yeah, so, yeah, they're just these kind of weird floaty things. That but but I guess with a lyric that's really direct, you, you uh, that everyone's gonna know. You know, everyone that speaks English is gonna know the meaning of. Somehow, you have to be. You're way more critical
1: of that because the meaning is sort of
0: the meaning is sort
1: of instant. Well, yeah, and I, I, because if you're using. I think it's this, uh, you know, I feel like whatever I'm saying, I, you know, I, I want to be true. And so, as you say, if if I come out with, if it's just a random line, you know, like, toucan flowers, toucan flowers gather in the soil or whatever. <laughs> like It's just like, you know, it if it's just wordplay, like, it just, it's like, yeah, it, it it goes by its own logic. So, it doesn't. It, if it just feels right, it feels right. But if you're, yes, if you're Using sentences that are something that could be said in conversation or something, it's very easy to just use sentences in a song because you've heard them in a song before, but then you think about it, and it's like that that's not true you know um I'm trying to think of an example like um I mean the classic thing is you know for example, the kind of classic love lyric cliche, you know i i. I'd, I would die for you or you know all that kind of stuff. It's like if you're gonna say that in a song, like i sort of feel like I wouldn't want to sing that unless I really mean that or or, or you know like um- sp- sp- there's a line that may or may not stay in this thing right' sp- spending every second doing something you know in the context of you know thinking about someone and so on well, it's like I don't spend every you know, or whatever <laughs> I was writing about you know it's, it wasn't every second but it's very easy to overstate that in a lyric and go and i know this sounds ridiculously analytical but i i i just i feel like you know you only get one life and you know i i want to be able to stand by anything i do and i think if you're if you're i don't want there to be any fluff in there and and right. if i'm going to use direct language i i do want to feel like yeah, yeah, no, you know no, yeah the, this is it, yeah. you know so i mean yeah <clears throat> You can tell how hard I find it to use direct language by how long-winded these answers are. You know, <laughs> especially today. No, 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 I, I'm sometimes know, a bit more eloquent. But I know. Like... No,
0: I know it's it's <laughs> it's hard to talk about what is you know essentially like a an abstract process, particularly when you know I I've, I've just I've just made, made made a record and I've been talking to people about it, and they oh well, how how did you go? Or you played some bits to people, and they're like oh how did you come up with this sound or this mm. part? And you like I don't really know or or you know it's hard to it's hard to do. To, to discuss it, because... Yeah. Well,
1: there, there just isn't any logic to it, but there is a practice to it, or there is, you know, there's never any rules, but it is something that you... It's weird, it's it's like sort of dealing in... It's like you're a scientist or something, but without any of the kind of... The, the evidence and the facts, <laughs> you know? Like, because you're kind of... I I personally find, and I'm not at all knocking people who construct music or any art form in a much more calculated way. Yeah, I mean, the, the classic example is like Motown music, which is so joyous and life-affirming, but for the most part was made. Like if you listen to a Motown CD, like I did that once. I remember I found this blank CD in the house and it was a Motown thing. And about six songs in a row started. You know, It's so formulaic. It's insane, but it's brilliant. So, I mean, that works, but I, I definitely feel for myself that it, all the stuff I do that, I, that feels right for me is. Have you have just you, following instinct, have, have, you, you know?
0: have you ever worked like that? Have you ever, have you ever written something? And and it's just the song mapped out. He's like, oh, I know exactly how this. You know, I know exactly how this needs to go.
1: It needs to no. start with a boom to or whatever. Oh, you you know. Oh, In terms, in terms of, I'll often get, I'll often hear a thing fully formed, but yeah, really, okay. But that's but that's not like a formula It's not like following a a a recipe. Okay. You know. Um I don't think I ever really have I think people have often tried to encourage me to maybe be a bit more formulaic and I think I have sort of in in weaker moments <laughs> I, I, I probably have tried. But I mean I'm not good at it anyway. You know, I I I just suck at that. I mean maybe if I spent hours and hours and days and days and so on, I might get better at it. But it's like what's the point? Like the, the, the point is to give people something They haven't felt before, I think. Really? Okay. I I feel that, yeah. I mean, on some level, it's not necessarily that it's got to be like a panther walking into the room and talking in a Cockney accent or something. It's like, (laughs) you know, you can have just a good conversation with someone about, you know, about films or about love or about money or whatever and like... It's not that some radically new thing, but it's still you haven't had that exact conversation before, and you come away, you come away from it. You know, like I just think all the all the moments in life that really resonate, are just when something just feels, you know.
0: And you and you feel that that's what you want. That's the area
1: that you're interested in capturing. I think so. I, well, I mean, just just making people feel something. You know, I, maybe I'm overstating the thing of it being something they haven't felt before, but I you do want it to be something they haven't felt before because because it isn't going to be, it shouldn't be something they've felt before because you're doing something new. Okay. And I think what I mean is that I, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of nostalgia in the creative worlds now and I think especially in, in music and de- in pop de- music.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because
1: it's come long enough, you know. Yeah. It's come long enough now that we all, like, I think one of the reasons that maybe things, as someone that wasn't there, but the, the 60s seem so innovative looking back on them and the, there mm-hmm. seem to be such a, joyful kind of sense of abandon to just, you know, we can do anything. You know, and and I think think part of the reason that now it's not like that is because, you know, then, okay, they grew up knowing, knowing Elvis and the showbiz heroes or something, but there wasn't this kind of, it wasn't this big, you know, industry with all these big myths. I mean, it's like everyone now, it's almost like you're taught, you know, dates at school, like 1066 and all that. It's almost like now, yeah, the classic records, the vogue Underground, and the, you know, or whatever in every genre. There's all these kind of, you know, it's almost, it, it's got all its own history. And I think a lot of stuff I hear, to me, and it might not feel like that's the best of making it, but the sense I get from it is it, it, it's, a lot of the time it's about sort of recreating that mood, but in a new way, about sort of stepping into the, you know, almost living out, your heroes, kind of thing, on some level. I, I, I don't know. Like, a, no, it's I, quite I rare mean... that I sense, like, this is really a, a true. But basically, Matt, the the the, the best way I can describe it, is not my words. But I saw a quote, the other day, um, via the Twitter, <laughs> which which is useful sometimes for throwing up things like that. It was the Thelonious monk. Um, it was a bunch of sort of rules or whatever he'd written for his band. I mean, some of them were a bit like, you know, a bit wanky or whatever. Uh, like, but I don't know, because I don't really believe in rules. But anyway, he said he's put it at the end. A genius is the one most like himself, and I, I thought that is that is a a really succinct way of essentially summing up everything I've been trying to figure out. Because I mean, I think the word the whole genius thing is is so. Overused, but there's almost this idea of like genius being this. It's like this godly sort of you know the great. It's like Dylan was obviously a genius. Well, I don't really think there's such a thing as someone being a genius. I think genius is is it's like a mood. It, it's like no, but I do. I mean, I think I I don't I don't believe in the idea that someone is a. I think it is there. It anyone is being a genius when they when they're in that moment where they are being one hundred percent themselves, with no logic or no thought behind it. it is, you're just emanating that essence of, 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 of you know, of, of a life force or whatever it is. And I, I think that that is what the word means to me, you know, like when you hear something or see something or whatever, and it just feels like nothing has been lost in translation from mm. the spirit of the thing to what's coming out and, and, of this, you know.
0: Go, going back to it, going back to context, maybe you have to put, for the genius to happen, you have to put the person in the right context. Yeah. So, and the going yeah. back to the 60s, maybe that was the right context for a lot of people to just be... Because there weren't these kind of... So many rules about recording and whatever, and so, yeah. many, uh, so many formulas, if you like, for, re- for recording and creating in place that it could just have more inspired moments. Yeah. Know, people are less bogged down by by history and, and stuff, you know? I do feel that. I mean, I do...
1: Uh... I mean, it's a very obvious reference point to talk about Bob Dylan, but I remember watching back, um, I think of him playing Mr. Tambourine Man at a folk festival in maybe the Newport one, or I don't know, in like 1964 or something, before it's, you know, just acoustic. and um, I really kind of got this, you know when sometimes you're used to a song and you, you haven't really almost heard it, you don't, you've got too much association with it, and you're mm. just like, yeah, it's a good song. And just seeing him performing that, it was like, I was trying to imagine what it would have been like to be around then, to see this guy come along and sing like that. Like, some of the lyrics almost had me in tears, it was, it's, it's like... I can't remember them exactly, but, you know, it, it it's, it's... it just came across like this wandering... Like a, a prophet or something, like this kind of wandering... This spirit wandering, I don't know, there was something so, sort of... It was so... I'm not saying, like, someone like Bob Dylan obviously had ego, and obviously liked being a star and everything, but... Like, just, the thing he was singing, it was just so free of any of that nonsense. It was just this, I don't know, it just this, this beautiful expression of something that you could never, you know, you could never explain it. That's why it's a song, you know, like, I mean, I, I always, I find, I have no problem with, with the being critics and everything, because you need people writing about stuff and, you know, that's all great, but I... I do find I think I've talked to you about this before like I do find the way the critical world works strange because it's it's like I just find it all like school reports and like like people teachers marking people's homework and it, it's just so bizarre because it's it's as if there's a right and a wrong way to do it there isn't any right or a wrong way to to do it you know you you hear a lyric or you hear someone you know I hear Aretha Franklin, I'm using all these old examples, I do listen to modern music as well, but you know, like Aretha Franklin in the song Angel, when she gets to the bit where she sings There's No Misery Like The Misery I Feel In Me, like every single time I listen to that, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and it's, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you, you're never going to be able to explain, it's not some perfect combination of frequencies and I mean it's it, you know it's, it's not something you could just take some other people into a studio and re- it's, it, no, it's, I mean, it's 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 those moments that are what it, absolutely. it's and, all about and, and I know. think
0: I think that like mod- modern technology has actually uh, you know constrained us greatly because now we have the ability to get everything in you know everything in tune everything in time and we can like make everything perfect. Yeah, and but when, if you, you and when that, when that happens it's it's just really boring.
1: I know, but, <laughs> but but it's like any technology technologies develop and they always have something extraordinarily useful about them that you couldn't do before, but as soon as you you must never forget that the old ways are all valid as well. And I, I just think it's it's about I think there you can do incredible things with technology now. And I I wouldn't want to be... I mean, I've had moments, I think, maybe a few years ago where I almost was like, oh, I wish I'd been just around in the 60s, I was born in the wrong time or something, but I don't think that at all now. I think it's amazing, because actually to realise a lot of the things I want to do, I can only do it with the technology we have now. But you don't have to become a slave to it, and you don't need to feel, well, that's the only way you can I, work. I
0: think I think that's very difficult. I, I think something I'm very mindful of, particularly owning a studio, is that like there's now... You know, you you're saying that like, you know, genius is at it its best when the the idea gets to the person, the listener's ear in the shortest kind of in very unimpeded. It's just, yeah. just sort of from from the that is that phase. is genius to and, me. You know, <clears throat> I think there is such a I thing. I think with modern recording, it's really hard because there's there's so many kind of gates the idea needs now needs to go through. And I, I was reading, how do you mean gates? Well, well, I was reading this really cool thing about how. When recording first started, the the, the the actual engineers used to like the you know, guys in like white coats. Yeah, yeah. That would there be the the guy, the performer, the guy on his piano, and these engineers would put up a microphone, and uh, and like just basically kind of capture what was there. Yeah, you know, and then you know as technology kind of improves, you know, there's like more microphones, and and someone said actually now you, if if you if you Play piano and then you sing on a separate yeah. track. We can get a better sound, and then basically more power went to the engineers, if you like. And now I think a lot of the time, if if you're an artist going into the studio, a, a producer has like a certain way of doing things.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, more than ever now, people are, are recording themselves and not like using engineers.
0: Yeah, that's. You know. Yeah, that that's cool. But I I feel that in. A lot of modern recording, a lot of performance is lost. I know. I mean, look, I, no, I totally agree I with you. I think that's something
1: that I'm kind of. I I, I absolutely involved. agree, but I I just don't think it has to be like that. No. But it I mean, have I, to be. I complete. I mean, want, But I mean, I don't even know. That's just about recording technology. I think it's also about the age that we live in. I I think, I may be wrong, but I feel like maybe society has got gradually more self conscious, sort of almost with each. Gener- the past sort of generations, and I think now, I mean, I don't know, it's just, uh, I, I spent a lot of time a, couple, a year or two ago listening to this sort of online station that just played constant 50s, 60s music, and just random, not, you know, you know, not just the famous stuff, like random one-off singles by some band you've never heard of, <coughs> you know. And, like, even the sort of most average kind of just filler tracks, the vocals just still sounded, and I'm not talking, I'm sure the way the sound of the recording helped, but it was the actual way that it was being sung. There was such like real joy in them and and such a lack of, to me, a lack of self-consciousness. Like I think, you know, I think great singing, again, you're not self-conscious at all. And Mm -hmm. I just feel that like a lot of singers now, it's it's, it's so much singing now I hear. Again, it's, I don't know, it's, it's,
0: I know what you mean. In, in, it's in-
1: somehow lost a level of, like, uh, of, of of trueness. It's, it's like, it's following the same contours that other singers right. have got. But I, I don't know. Like, it's that thing again where you, you you do when you hear it, you hear it. But, like, a lot of the time I'm I just, like, I don't feel like this is you. And I don't mean that this idea of, oh, you know, I remember people always used to be like, well, you know, how can Damon Albans sing in a... Cockney voice, when, you know, that's not his real voice. I don't mean that, but, you know, you can, you can sing in any... The idea that someone has a, a real voice is ridiculous because his, his singing is not natural. I mean, like, you can sing in any way and get emotion out of it, but, mm. oh, and, and character. I just think it's, however you're doing it, it's, you know, it, it's, again, that thing of it feeling mm. true. So, so, you know
0: so who do you... Are there any artists that, or anything that we're listening to now that you're like, oh, this is... Now you know this is this this guy is serving up or this person's group whatever is serving up something that's like truly you know unique or or, or...
1: I'm trying to think what I've been
0: I'm trying to th- what the, the person for me just to say the person for me that, that made me think uh, for me like Aphex Twin is like right I think it's like. He just sounds like nobody else. Mm. You know, particularly the stuff that he did in like in early 90s. It's yeah. just so just doesn't seem to come from any influence before it. It just like, yeah. appeared. It's like, oh, I'm giving birth to a completely new genre yeah, you know, that, yeah. and it's still sounds extraordinary and it's still absolutely, particularly um, like I say particularly the early stuff. And do why you, do you
1: really, think that excites to turn it around to you? I mean, what, what why why? Because I could see in your face now how how happy you were just <laughs> talking about that. And, like, you know, do you, why do you think that excited you so much?
0: I've no idea. It just hasn't kind of, like... I remember when I first heard it as well, I got into it quite late. Quite late. I was, like, you know, in my mid to late 20s, someone played me a Aphexian. Right. And I don't know. It was, like, the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit when I was 13. Mm. My ears just went, what is this? Yeah. Why? Why haven't? What is this? Why haven't I heard this? And it, I don't know. And it just, and it just, it's one of those art. It's one of those artists that completely in in my head exists completely on his own. Yeah. And 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 I I love everything he's ever done, I, and I couldn't tell you why.
1: No, I mean I, I'm only I'm only asking because I, you know again it's that thing on am I just think it's so interesting that it maybe it's just because you're a musician and so you're more interested in that level. But I do think. Anyone feels a sense of joy when they anything happens to them that is like that sense of this is my this is something new because I think that's part of you know the the the, you know to me life's all about keep feeding the child in you and and keep that child Mm -hmm. keep being a child essentially but with the added you know wisdom and with the responsibilities that come with life and not shirking any of that but you know. Not bearing the the child, and it's hard because you know, as a child, everything's fascinating, and and every day is full of new experiences, and every day still is full of new experiences, but we don't see it that way, you know, and and you get those moments when you, it's the you know the classic thing of you just suddenly notice how incredibly beautiful the orange leaves on a tree or something are, you know? and you or whatever it is, or someone smiles at you in the street, and you just have a you know, it's all those little moments that life is just it's as vivid as it's ever been, but we get used to stuff. And I think the beautiful thing that artistic stuff can do, creative things, is remind you of that and, and make you find that within yourself as well. And, uh, you know, I, I do think it's quite kind of like, you know, it's it's, it's important for the world. I've slightly gone off topic of trying yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, who... Exactly. I'm trying to think Absolutely. who... I, I, I always go blank on it. I mean, there's lo- <laughs> it's not that I don't... There's plenty of things I hear now that... But I mean, it, it's... Or invariably... It, it, it's never someone that... It's always tracks or individual yeah. things. It's, there's no one that I can think, well, everything I've heard by them, you know. But, you know, like the, that track Get Up by Young Fathers at first, I don't know, they're this sort of Glasgow kind of... I don't know what... Well, I mean, I, they, there you go. I don't know why I'd call them, you know, which is okay. brilliant. Yeah,
0: that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, there's there's yeah.
1: three of them. They um. They kind of rap, but sing to the music is from... I mean, it just sounds... It's just... It just sounds I don't know and, that. and I don't, looks I don't, the video I too. I don't is. know that. Charles. It's re- well. I don't know if you thread music into these podcasts, but uh, I, I don't. No, for oh, okay. rights reasons. I've uh, looked, yeah, I okay. haven't looked into that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, that, that was you know one of those lovely moments. Where it's like whoa, that's you know, uh, it's just a new. It's a new feeling, feeling you know. Really. It's like yeah, that's you know. Um, I mean, you know, I, in terms of stuff in the last year or two. I mean, yeah, I can't think right now, but I have. I mean even at the moment I really like that. I mean it's it's a different kind of thing, but even you know, just like, I'm really enjoying that Kate Tempest single, um Circles. Right, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean they're just but I mean I I don't know, but there's lo- there's loads of stuff I like, but so, it's different levels, you know, like you, so,
0: sometimes you go back as well, like um my um my my wife bought this fifties compilation from uh It's fifties blues. Right. Really like and she got it I think she got it from like one of those you know, petrol station. Right. Like three CDs. Yeah, set, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. two night, you know. And we were we were driving down to Wales, and it's like I think everything on it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Amazing. Well, and it was so, and you like it was so, it was so unbothered by it,
1: itself. Well, this it, is you the know thing. What I mean. It was like oh, this it is so fun. good. You know, and so I, I think uh, where it all goes wrong for me, or where it has gone wrong for me, definitely is like. You start taking it all so, so seriously. But it's hard, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's hard though, particularly for someone like, you know, cause you, you, you came up through like the classic had a really big f you know, big first album. Well, Mer- Mercury, well, you know, no, no, but you know, it was, it was a big record. And, um, well, you know, Mercury <laughs> nominated and, 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 and then suddenly the second album, there's, isn't it's not a no thing yeah, yeah, yeah. the first yeah, album yeah.
1: wasn't, you know, and, and there's all kinds of pressures and, you, you know, Yeah, well, I feel like, I mean, you know, and again, I don't blame anyone, but I sort of feel like those kind of, I had about five or six years of stuff with Guillemot being pretty full on and so on and like, yeah, I definitely felt like I kind of lost, well, not lost, because I feel I have it now again, you know, and and then some, but I definitely kind of lost sight of the kind of innocence of it all, you know, like, it, you know, and it's, I think you have to go through that process because, you know, you're making money out of the thing you love, and I, mean, I don't just mean because you're making money, but I mean all the implications that come with that, you know. You know, I remember, like, when we were, well, I think, I mean, you, you've been, into you know, I don't know, you, you see just times when we'd be on tour and there's like, you know, at when we were having, when it was at its most sort of, whatever the word is, you know, we were playing the biggest venues we played. I mean, you know, it was like, and we had, I think we had two tour buses at one point or something ridiculous. Did like you? One for the gear and one for, it was, I can't even remember. But I just remember like looking around a venue and seeing all these people and being like, they're, in a way, like everyone here is kind of, <laughs> everyone's working for us, <laughs> and for working for me. I mean, I don't mean it in a power way, but you're kind of like, well, it's this weird feeling where it's like, all these people are here because we're doing a gig. And then even within the bands, sort of feeling like, well, I got this band together. And it's like this weird sort of like, it's it's quite odd. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy not, the did you enjoy the bigness? I mean no, I don't know if it's something you enjoy. I mean it's quite a weird feeling and it's a novelty feeling. It's like in a in a way it's quite okay, this is a new feeling, so it's new, so that's good. But no, because I mean you I think I don't know if you can be truly creative and at the same time feel a sense of um I don't know I was going to say sense of Duty but that's not true I just think it's like you say it becomes this thing you know Um, and yeah I I think I just sort of I I just had to step away from it all eventually and you know it it happened kind of very naturally you know I just had to just get away and like I need to if I'm not careful, I'm going to completely lose that sense that I had when I was younger of, like, I'm going to give people something, you know, like, I, you know, that sense of, like, I'm here to do something extraordinary, you know, and and I I felt like that, and I feel like that again now, but again, that sounds probably egotistical, and I don't mean it like that, because I kind of think we can all, everyone can do things that are extraordinary. I just sort of mean no one can be me better than me, Mm -hmm. and it would be a shame if I spent my life kind of trying to be what other people thought I should be. Rather than be me, and and I, I, that's just how I. I that's how I feel. I feel like if I guess the end of my life and I think, well, I was, you know, I was I I, I was whatever, me is. I know you, you, you can be like, well, there is no me because, you know, have you heard any of this Eckhart Tolle? No. No, there is there is no self. There is although, no, but I mean, it, it is, you know, you can get into the whole philosophical and, yeah, and yeah, spiritual but, thing, and it's kind of true. There isn't a self. You know, that we're not one fixed thing. I mean, we're we're constantly changing energy. But you know, th- that's the point in a way. I remember that. Have you ever read that about the Dice Man? No, I remember reading that a few years ago, and that had quite an impact on me because it, it's this guy that sort of uh,
0: doesn't he go and travel and I know that I think I kind know of the premise. He goes and travels and. And every decision is based on yeah.
1: throw the dice. And it starts quite innocently, like you know whether he's going to have scrambled the fried eggs or whatever. Is it you know, true? It gets is it true? I don't. Or is no, it, no. I, is no it like I a work of fiction. No, no it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think maybe the the guy writing it actually did create a bit of a cult around himself as well. But I don't. I mean, I think it's maybe he applied it in his life as well. But I don't think he, I don't think he did everything in the book where he'd be behind bars. I think like you know, but. It, it's really interesting. I remember there's one scene at a, at a dinner party, uh, and he and he, he flips the dice every ten minutes, and he has six characters, and he goes between them. So he'll be talking to someone, and flip the dice, and then suddenly he will just turn into this dinner and be like, "What?" <laughs> you know. But it, it's really interesting because you know, I, I, I th- we are all all those people. I think anyone who's like, well, my personality is, I am, you know, I am this kind of, you know, I'm. Bright and bubbly and I enjoy watching, I enjoy quiet nights in. with, You know, anyone, like, I don't believe anyone's like that. Like, you might think, oh, this is, but, you know, we all surprise ourselves sometimes and we're all, you know, we all have moods and we all have many, many colours, you know. And, and I think, again, what happens creatively is a lot of the time, it becomes like you, there's a certain area of you that you sort of shine a spotlight on and it's like, this is my creative... You no, know, this is it's like the brand almost or something. It's like that's the area in which I operate. And I can't do that. And I think I feel like I was doing that on some level that it was like and I've you- I've always wanted to do so much creative stuff, but it became about, you know, just writing songs and being the singer in a And in is a it band like writing
0: and, songs of like, okay, well this one worked, so we want more of the same from you Fife. We want more of these
1: these songs. Well, the, I mean, yeah, there was a bit of that, but again, I would never point a finger at anyone because no one's ever forced me to do anything, you know, or, or forced us as a band to do anything. So any decisions we made, I'd take responsibility, or we do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was definitely a bit of that, but, you know, um, no, I, I I, just mean more in that, I, I think without even realising it, I was, you know, it would be like, for years I've always, weird little things have come out now and then, you know, but it would be like, you know, there's a certain, there'd be a certain kind of style of song or something that I know I can do, it comes more naturally to me. So it's very easy to just sort of, you know, within the realm of that song, we would always get very ambitious with the way we record it, and always try and bring in loads of things, but ultimately I feel like I was still spending the majority of my time largely writing songs and singing them and they're a certain type of song and it just feels like it's a very small part of of what I am and what I I want to do, you know. Is it Cox?
0: We've no, we've got another guest again. Oh,
1: we've got a baby this time. baby. Hello. Oh
0: Interlude number. that was interlude number
1: two. Meanwhile, back at the station. <laughs> George and Paul um <laughs> What well what were what, what we babbling on about? I, don't, I have no I've no I've no idea. idea. Absolutely no I'm idea. I'm really not very uh, coherent today. I'm sorry. We we but we we we've, we've touched on a lot of things. Oh, um, I've left the whirly on. Well, yeah, the yeah. listeners are gonna be very bothered by that. I just yeah. There's so much. There's just so much to do. There's so much. Uh, so much. It's exciting.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you know, like n- n- now you've got like you know a, a sizable sort of body of work behind you i mean is there anything you look back on that you because you've you're, you're you're very critical of your your own stuff
1: Well, see, i am you and I am, I, i'm critical and i'm not you know like i'm yeah i mean on one level i'm very critical of it but on another level i'm very proud of it like I, you you're know right. i mean i i there's nothing there's nothing of Done that I think is rubbish, you know. So on that level, I'm not critical of it. Like I think right. it's, it's just that, you know. And I, I guess I guess how I feel about things is kind of measured by how much I feel like I was being all of me then. Like you know, I'm ve- I'm very you know, I'm very proud of the first Guile record because I, I, that felt like something that had been bubbling up for years and kind of mm. you know. And I just feel I personally was, even though it was very much made by the band, not just me, but I, I was definitely in charge. And it was like I kind of, um, I was too excited to even worry about um, being diplomatic in a way. Like I don't think I was like, just, it wasn't like people would be suggesting things. And I was just like, no, you know, but like I definitely knew what I wanted. And I, you know, it was, it was kind of only... After you know, the, then on the after the record, there was a, some conversations about you know we all need to you know everyone needs to be a part of it more next time and which is totally understandable, but um, it just felt like that was you know I, f- I feel I feel like I I did myself good you know like I felt like mm-hmm. I did the songs justice and and we you know and we did I don't if you saying I I mean it, like I say it was the, the sound of the record is very much. It was a weird sort of combination that of like I'd written most of the songs before I met the band or it is sort of it sort of and I did have a real sense of what it wanted them to sound like but then the band kind of formed and that sort of swerved the sound of it over a bit in one but it was still like kind of going in the same direction but like suddenly the road was kind of going diagonal like sort of sort of northwest rather than north and I don't know it sort of really went with where they were going but the the guys took them in this just gave them this sort of uh extra dimension, think, you I, know, I, like,
0: yeah, I, I um, always found in the Guillemotsie, everyone in the band had, was a bit of a one-off.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, they and were, they still are, you know, like, um, standards. No, no, I mean, that was, that was, which the, was great, that was the point, great. you see, that was the point, like, um, but I mean, I only realised that recently as well, like, when I think back about it, I never really intended to get a band together, like, what, what, the original idea was to get a kind of, a live group together, because I, you know, I didn't want to, have a bunch of session musicians exactly like you said I wanted to be able to improvise and spark off and for it to be different every night so I think originally I remember when I was meeting people it was a bit like you know I've got songs and I kind of know what I want to be on the record but I really want to have this you know band to play live with and you know but then it, it evolved obviously into being a more of a full time thing and it's a, it's only really recently I've realised In, in I, I suppose that's how I feel about it all. I'm, tr- I'm really proud of it all but it's almost like the whole, with Guillemot and everything, it was almost like, almost feels like it was a slight diversion from maybe where I imagined I would go when I was 20 or something. Because, I th- you know, mm. and, and it suddenly became about very much focusing on that. Mm. And all the other sort of things I wanted to do gradually kind of got shifted off. But I wouldn't change it. And I mean, Guillemot are yeah, still I, very much, you know, they're, they're <clears throat> amazing people and love them. Amazing. And we're still going to keep doing stuff. It's just like, no, you know
0: the the sort of, the reason that I asked is that actually we've never like spoken about this what in in our uh, away from podcasts you know about about the Gillen and, like your and um, uh, yeah so I didn't know how you felt about your the the, the stuff that you've done with them
1: no I mean know? I'm really I'm really proud of it but it's like you know it, it it's not it it is a bad thing you know and it's it, it's hmm. so it's it's like it's and it, it's weird I mean it's it's like we're I mean, what I feel was us our best as an actual... What I felt was, and I think we all feel, is really special about us, or it was, or whatever. It, it, it was just when the four of us would get together and play, and there was this, you know, kind of... That was the thing that was I felt really unique, and, like, we we always kind of were like, oh, we're going to... At some point, we'll do a record that will just be like that. It'll just be totally live and no overdubs, And it never really happened totally, but we've got... Hours and hours of all these sort of, of our, uh, we'd record all our rehearsals on like a little mini display with a little mic. Really? But, you know, it's perfectly good quality at some point as part of all this, you that know. Would be uh, at some point, I'm yeah. definitely going to sort of, we've always intended to put all this stuff out. It's just like, I, I've got too much else to do right now, but I will, because a lot of it is, you know, it's just improvised. So it's it's, you know, and I, I think... I don't know. It's it's never gonna be a big mainstream thing, but I think you know. Like sometimes you know these things would come up randomly on our phones or whatever. Well, I mean, not right now because I couldn't fit it all on my phone. But I remember like, yeah, I remember Arista saying that like sometimes something would come up and it would be like, "Who's this?" And it's oh shit, it's us. Like you know, but it's not like some release thing. It's just some weird fifteen minute, you I know, remember, thing.
0: I, re- I remember when I first saw you actually. Um, I supported you. With Jeremy. With Wormsley. With Wormsley. Yeah, <laughs> at the um. Yulu, was it Yulu? The place on the Strand, upstairs.
1: Yeah, King's College, was it? Or Yulu, yeah, yeah I... I, and, 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 you know, and I remember I remember
0: thinking, you know, oh, I've never seen anything right. like this. Do you know what I mean? No, this I mean... it. like, this is... Didn't MC have a drill? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, yeah, 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 yeah And, yeah, and yeah. it was just like, wow. No, I mean, that's the thing, it was like, like... It was very exciting. It, and a you a tremendous... were obviously
1: very excited. Yeah. All of you were just yes. like it was great well you see I think that's the classic thing I think I think we were very excited but then of course the self-consciousness starts kicking in and we started you know it's this weird process I remember it was like you know you realise how it works that it's like everyone needs an angle on them so with us it was it became um, you're the band that use weird instruments you know and uh, and every other interview is like hey you've used a typewriter or one of you know and we ended up then getting a bit like you know too defensive about it and almost you know because it's but you know it is weird because suddenly this thing that y- you've just done because it felt right becomes this oh you're the band that done it's like, well, that's not like a big deal it's like you know and suddenly i i i saw you start seeing how you're coming across in the press and you start thinking yeah, yeah. oh god like and we're coming you, across you, in this read, way that isn't did you read your well i did yeah i mean I, I i would do that a lot less now i mean it it's very you've got to be very strong minded to totally never read your own press yeah, or because yeah. I mean
0: I I do if I'm if I've done a gig and it's in the broad like it's it's in the broadsheets the next day Yeah. I
1: won't, yeah, I mean I would probably still be lying read. now if I said I wouldn't read but I I definitely wouldn't actively search out stuff as much now. And I thought, I at one point I had a Google alert, you know, like it was kind of like because you do you Charlie Brooker put it really well. It was like, you know, if you walk past a room full of people and you know they're talking about you, like there's not many people wouldn't stop and listen, yeah. to, you know, and, and But and, it, it, it that's where it all starts going wrong. Because, you know, you get you get elated by the praise mm. because it's like, oh, yeah, people... So it's not just me. Like, I am, you know, <laughs> or, I am we, really- we are, or we are good. <laughs> or, but, you know, but then, then you see the stuff slagging the stuff off. And yeah. it's weird. I definitely felt like my confidence actually got a lot lower as we became successful because before anyone knows who you are, all you've got is your own belief and maybe a few of your friends or whatever. But all you've got to sustain you is, like, you run on a far more fuel because you have to sustain yourself because if you lose belief in yourself then it's just not going to happen mm. and 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 no one knows has heard you you know stuff so when suddenly you're in a position where quite a few people say you you meet someone and you, and there's a pretty good chance when you're in the limelight anyway that they'll they'll have heard your music and so it's like you know if you kind of you usually get the feeling with someone it's like well if you they probably would have said by now if they kind of maybe. I'd say to someone if I like their stuff about, you know, and so if someone, you're like, all right, so they probably, they probably don't like, you know, it's, it's quite weird because you suddenly, you, you come into situations all the time where you realise that you're, that people don't think you're that good, which of course, whatever you do, not everyone's going to like, but it's quite weird when you kind of are like, oh, a lot of people have heard this and have, have discarded it and, and like, Again, I only blame myself for being... You have to be thick-skinned, but I think it's a weird thing to learn to be thick-skinned but not be, not ever be uh, wearing a straitjacket or something. And also, you know, like, just
0: just to go back to, to what you were saying earlier about Dylan and about any, any person that innovates is going to polarise opinion. Yeah. I could, yeah. You know what I mean. If you do something really new... Yeah. like Probably most people will go... Like you were saying about that, there was that brilliant Dylan live
1: uh, that live track, was it, what, what, what was the... Oh, what, Mr. Tambourine Man, Yeah, I'm
0: sure, I'm sure that there were, most people would have heard that in, you know, 65 or whatever and gone, he can't sing in tune, he, you know, he, he's, whatever.
1: I just need to, just while we're on the...
0: Can I, can you, are you going to play this?
1: No, I'm not going to play it. Because... I just want to, um, just, uh, just because it's, um...
0: Sorry, I just want to read you a few of those l- oh. lyrics. Oh, okay. Because okay.
1: I can't remember them, and I mean I'm not obviously with lyrics. It's about the way they come alive in being sung as well. Yeah. But um, it's so beautiful. Hang on. Oh, hang on. I'll go. He's got them on his official website. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be the best source. Let's go there. Bob Dylan. They're,
0: they're probably not right, no, Dylan. He probably, puts, he probably puts like the wrong ones up there. It seems like oh, he loves being contrary.
1: Where's the bit? This verse. And tame me disappearing through the smoke rings of my mind, down the foggy ruins of time, far far past the frozen leaves, the haunted frightened trees, out to the windy beach, far from the twisted reach of crazy sorrow. Yes, to dance beneath the diamond sky with one hand waving free, silhouetted by the sea, circled by the circus sands, with all memory and fate driven deep beneath the waves. Let me forget about today until tomorrow. I mean, I just think that, yeah, is, that it's yeah, just yeah. like... that. I mean, that, that basically just sums up what you want life to be like and what <laughs> creativity should be like. And I, I, I just think that, I, I, that... It's just brilliant, and it transports to me. I just... You know, you get an image. Because there's... I mean, I've been talking a lot about this with lyrics recently, about imagery, as opposed to... My friend, I um, befriended recently, this guy, Rob um, Harvey, who's in a band called The Music a while ago, and he, he he does various stuff now, he's done quite a lot of stuff with Mike Skinner, he's, he's a really lovely guy Rob, um, but he was saying that Mike Skinner, um, the street man I mean, like, said, um, he's talking about that, and he always says, like, you know, describe the, describe the action, not the feeling. And I thought that was really interesting, because I don't necessarily agree, I mean like I think, you know, certainly the way I write generally isn't that, you know, but mm. I mean I really think that's, And you actually think about it, yeah, like I can certainly see how that applies to, you know, the stuff he's written. Like a Mm. song like Dry Your Eyes or something, which Mm. is so Mm. moving and you think about it, yeah, it's all completely just describing the little microscopic changes that happen in a situation. It's so emotional. And I think a lot of the time that's far more powerful than going, and I feel like I'm, you know, because that's where cliche comes in. Without even realizing it, you start being like, I feel like I'm... Drowning in and you know, all these things, and you're like, you don't feel like you're drowning, do you? You're just using that because it's a easier way to describe how you're feeling than actually, you know, coming up with a new one. That anyway, was,
0: that was that was another artist actually. When I first heard the streets, I remember where I was when I first yeah? heard yeah the first street single. Um, what was it called? Then you go by them. Let's
1: push things forward. Push that right, yeah, yeah. I remember
0: I, remember I was driving. Down at in I was in Acton, in my car, and that came on, and I was like, "What is this? I've not heard anything like this." Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it was just like, and he, and and to, I I thought that was he, he was hugely innovative mm. in a sense of like this is this is new, and also I felt because I was I think I'm the same age as he is, maybe give or take a year, and like he was talking directly to me, right? About, yeah. About everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was really that was really exciting, when I first. Yeah. Well done, Mike. <laughs> have yeah, read, yeah, have yeah. You
1: read his book. He's got a. No, I haven't. I loved, yeah, I. Really but he's did. a really interesting guy. Like I mean, yeah, I've never sort of like listened to the streets loads. but oh, really. Oh, like really I mean, I really you know I'm, there's certain tracks you like that's great, but it's never sort of. You know. Really consumed me, but like he 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 he's just seems a really interesting. I
0: thought he cool nailed guy. he nailed that second the second album because he came he had the first record that was, was what it was and then right and that was a big record right? How, what am I gonna do right the next record so it, it was just the, the whole concept it's got this narrative in that, in fact I listened to that the other day I hadn't heard it for ages listen to that the other day it's like it's got this whole narrative.
1: If, like, there's a story... In it. Oh, is it the one about the uh, grand... Don't, is it the one about... Yeah, sort of it's blues? a is kind it? of loose narrative of, like... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He, he,
0: it, Anyway, it's funny. And it has a, na- a totally coherent narrative thread right. and three massive singles. Right, I mean, right. Man! <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> well done, Mike. Yeah. That was t- uh, Yeah, I love that record so much. I might
1: have to listen to that. Yeah. Uh, tonight. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it, that, when you sort of think of... You're like, ah, I've not listened to that major than you can sort of yeah. go and put it on and, you know... I mean see I suppose that's an example where you know I, I'm contradicting myself because it's not always about having something new like sometimes music once you you've lived with something it becomes more like an old friend or it becomes more like it's a comfort thing you know it's like yeah I, and that's great I mean like I'm not that's, yeah, that's I get, I, get you know?
0: I find at the moment I've, I've been on the last three weeks I'm, I'm, I've been working on something
1: Yeah. That, and
0: I'm listening to a lot of new music particularly right. a lot of electronic music that I'm really, I'm really enjoying. I'm really, I'm really enjoying listening to a lot of new stuff. But I find that I'm kind of, maybe it's because, you know, I'm a bit older now. I, I'm, I'm completely split between, I'm getting certain moods. For 50% of the time, I'm in a mood where I just want to listen to fucking Zep 2. Right, <laughs> you know I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then you know, the rest of the time, I'll just want to, I'll be like, okay, I want to hear something that, that I've not. Not heard before.
1: Well, you see, I think it's yeah. interesting when you make music and your relationship with listening to it because it's impossible to... Like, I think really the way, the only... the, the Really the only, the, the only way that interests me for people to hear it is how they hear it as a person. But obviously you and I, because we're musicians, are going to hear music as musicians as well. Mm. And it's almost like you have to almost try and learn to separate them because if you're not care, you know, you you can be. S- I remember seeing a good example would be like um, I saw the Dirty Projectors live once. How I, were
0: they? I I never saw them. Live. Well, you
1: see, I really like. I think it stillness is the move. There you go. I think that tracks. It's brilliant. I think it's like one of those total. Whoa! I haven't. You know, I remember that feeling of that at the time. Actually, I mean, t- right, talking right. about being you know, times, I remember, I think we had a new Guillemot's record out then or something, and I just remember hearing that and just feeling like, oh, it's so which much, so much better than whatever we're doing. Are. I can't remember, I, I, I don't know, well, their, I think their one, is Bita Orca was the album. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's such a great
0: record.
1: But like, I can't remember, or maybe it was my solo record, I, I don't know, whatever, I, I just remember feeling a bit like, oh man, it's so much more exciting than anything I'm doing, you know. And But it was funny going to see them live, because the, the, you know, I mean, there were moments where it, it, it just was captivating. But they did this thing, I think it's Hocketing, do you know, where the the singers, there was like, they had the three, was it, three, three girls doing, Was it Amber Kaufman and Angel Derradorian and someone else, and they're all doing vocals, you know, it's lovely when you see that, when you have a group with singers, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, as, uh, obviously you have the, well, like, I'm babbling. I, I'm going off on no, tangent. No, but anyway, is, they is, were doing this. Um, Hocketing is when you kind of both you sing very quick uh, rhythms where it's so one. You know, it's like uh, 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 you know, but it's okay, different okay. singers doing it. So it's sort of very exact. But, but you'll get a phrase that will be sort of like do, 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 you know, but it's it's right, right, coming right. from different microphones. So it's this weird sort of, you know, like flashing lights really quickly or something, but with different voices. And you know, there's moments like that. where, as, as a musician. I'm just like, geez, this incredible, God, wow, you know. But it was interesting because I did, I did after about, I don't know, after a while. And I, I, my, my concentration at gigs isn't great anyway, like, I, oh, really? I tend to always get a bit bored at gigs normally at some point. But, I, it, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's quite rare, so occasionally I will just be captivated the whole way through, but I quite often just, my attention, but oh. I, I, sorry, go on. No, no,
0: carry on, carry on. Well, no, I
1: was just going to say, like, I, I remember getting to a point where I really felt this split in me, and the, part of me, the kind of musician in me that was, that was curious was, was just enthralled. But the sort of non-musician to me was a bit like I just wanted to play something with a steady beat now. And with the, you know, well, I, I kind of was a bit yeah. like uh, I. Well, I've, the intellectually, this is fascinating, but I don't know if it's hitting my spirit. You know, because
0: like, I I felt with that record. I remember when I when I first first heard that bitter bit, bit Orca record. It was it really I I like, I'm not thinking I've heard anything like yeah. This. No, I mean I I and really really I it. It, liked really, them, it like. really moved me because it was one part. <sighs> Abstract and weird, and then really beautiful yeah. as yeah. well. And it had that wonderful duality of being. It seemed like it was really meticulously put together, but yet at the same that, time, right, just right. really. Yeah, they just made really big calls. Well, that's I loved it. It was so good.
1: I think that's the trick, you know, to to to, to combine meticulousness with real yeah. casualness. But I mean, the thing is also with gigs. I mean, like that, I could have gone to that gig on ten different days and had ten different yeah. experiences, and that's the thing too. Like it's it's not. So, but well, what,
0: what I wanted to ask you about because we've not you went to see Kate Bush.
1: Yes. So I
0: have now because last time we spoke, I hadn't been, and I was like, right. I don't want to hear anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything.
1: Okay. We can talk about it. We can talk about Kate Bush. It was amazing. I was so lucky to get tickets. Like it's really fluky.
0: When did when did you do it?
1: I can't remember. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know it was some a few point, weeks ago or some something some point in the last it's, yeah, yeah. Um, well and what do you think
0: I thought it was amazing do you know what I've never been I've never seen a gig so it was like when she walked on stage my wife started crying right. she cried for the first three songs and then in the interval I went to, to, to the bar and like I've never seen so many people who are in tears. I know. I, I, I heard, heard that Smiths gigs were like that. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> Greg, like people, Greg from the band like went and managed to get tickets for a different night as well, and he was saying he felt really. He hardly ever gets emotional at gigs, and he was pretty close to tears.
0: I think part of it was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. This is right. I, I, I. It's like watching James Brown. Right. It's like I never thought I'd see this. Right. But I think it was the fact she she came out, and sounded a like sounded. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how,
1: we, how you thought. I thought she sounded amazing. You see, I had I had a sort of, like... I had a kind of different... Usually, anyone I've spoken to that has been, they've pretty much all said what you said. And I thought it was amazing, but I didn't have that thing... I suppose maybe because I'm not, like... I wouldn't say I'm like a... i am like I really like Kate Bush, but I, I, I also couldn't really claim to be a massive fan because, yeah. like, quite a few of her records haven't really... You know... Got me, but like certain tracks have, and that after I saw that documentary on her recently on TV, and mm. Brett Anderson was <laughs> in his very serious way going on about how uh, the second sign of Hands of Love is a bit of a masterpiece. But you know, I was like, okay, I should, I should check that out because I had listened to that record before, but I hadn't really. And it, yeah, it really is. It was really it's weird great. actually because it was kind of like, God, that's there's really similar things in that to one of the things in spirit of like one of the a lot of what I'm trying to do at the moment I don't know this sort of thing of the way she uses voices and bits mm. of speaking voices and I, I don't know you just sometimes hear something and it, it's not it, rather than it being a bit annoying like oh someone's already it's just a nice it's a nice feeling and rather than feeling like oh someone's already done that oh, that's annoying it's just like I you know it's it. like she, oh she right did, she well. did it well yeah but you know it's just like oh right you know it's almost like all right you're tuning into the same frequency there or something because it it, I don't know and it but I mean it it, it, it's it's beautiful it's um so I really rate but at the same time I'm not yeah so I I didn't have that thing where it was like oh my god it's you know like and I found if I'm really honest like I wasn't hugely uh, you know like I the band are obviously really good but for me it was like It's just not my taste, that sort of real solid sort of like... It's like slightly session musician-y sound for me. I don't know, like it kind of... Like, I totally get that it was... It's not a diss on them at all. It's just for me personally, I don't hugely get off on that kind of sound. And, you know, like it was great hearing running up the hill and stuff, but it wasn't like... If it had been someone for me that I'd listen to over and over and it, it would be emotional for me. Like seeing Paul McCartney live and singing all... You know, that was like, oh my God, you know, but... Really, but but coming back to the Kate Bush thing, you know, I
0: thought I thought, I thought her band were I, you know they were some real session jocks. Like there's quite a few famous guys in the band, right. but I thought as a session band they were really they did a great. They didn't
1: over-egg anything. No, 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 it wasn't overegging right, it, no, but, but it's it it's just
0: great. But it was her voice that brought
1: yeah, and but her I, that brought the, the Kate Bushness. But j- what, what what really got me was was the you know the bit where it all went. You know, where it just all took a left turn because like, I was like, that I was I was just beaming. Yeah, you well, know, goodness, yeah. because it you know like I if for people that weren't the show, it, it's sort of you know the first eight or nine tracks it's just pretty regular. It hurts, it's a gig, just, you know, it? it's a gig, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then about halfway through the ninth song, some dude comes onto the stage, starts whirling a rope around, and there's a thunder crash, and the song just stops halfway <laughs> through, and suddenly all these like dancing fish skeletons and things <laughs> come <laughs> off the stage and, then this vi- and it's just the whole thing turns into this this dream that's happening in front of yeah, you for, yeah, yeah. and it's it's the hands of love it's that sweet whatever it's called the ninth wave, the ninth um, wave yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was brilliant and I mean it just so that element you liked though, yeah though, and though. I mean it also really inspiring in terms of I mean I'm nowhere near being able to do anything like that at the moment but it's like that is exactly the kind of you know it's that sort of thing that I dream of I mean what were are we talking about earlier in the magic factory and everything it's that sort of thing of being yeah, able to do stuff she... that just blends all these different things together, you know, like on a musical yes. level, but creatively too. It's like it's funny and it's absurd and it's it's moving and it's 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 physical and it's it's just. Mm. And it, it. What would you call that? It wasn't. It wasn't no, a music I, show. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a play. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. It was just a, an experience. You know, absolutely. and and that's absolutely. sort of, you know, and I I really do feel like that's where the originality of of, you know. The future is 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 going to be so much more in blending together. You know, in in in, in it comes back to the context thing again. It it it's things in new contexts and those weird juxtapositions that just gives you that kind of like the fish skeletons she had. I just loved it because it was one of those things that just seeing them by themselves and a different thing. You might have I don't know, but there was something about the way they were moving and. I loved it, I was like cracking up, but at the same time I was like, this is also really powerful. And it's like, mm. I don't know, I, I just, I thought that element of it was just like, it was just extraordinary. And then uh, that song at the end that I hadn't heard before, um, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's the last track on 50 Words for Snow.
0: Oh, the, the one with just her piano? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that is so tune. beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a theory that that is improvised because I was, I was listening to the record and... Because, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just the way it starts, because you they've left in a bit where she she kind of starts, and then she's like, oh, sorry, and then starts again. But she starts on a completely different chord. And it I might be wrong, but just hearing the kind of song it is as well, I I have a feeling it might have just been like, she just was like, can you just press record? I'm just going to see what comes out now. And she kind of was like, no, no, hang on, I'm going to start on a different... Because it was a bit weird, otherwise it was like, you wouldn't just play totally the... Unless, I don't know, I, I, I might be wrong, but I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if she made that song up on the spot. It's got that sort of feel to mm, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, no, I get that. And that's, I don't know, I, I just thought that was it's so beautiful. Um, and that's again where she just, you like, it couldn't be anyone else, you know, and, and it's totally her. So, I mean, yeah, I did have an amazing experience, but it, it was definitely more for those elements than... I'd have liked to have had more of her just playing the piano, actually. On a musical level, I I would have I would have happily watched the whole gig. birds. I, I would uh,
0: have liked a bit more, a bit more gig, because I really liked, I, I liked when it took the left turn and, yeah. and it went <laughs> wow, because I really didn't know what to expect because mm. you know I thought the social media embargo was just great. Like yeah, no one, and and do you know what I don't know if it's like your night, but no one took, um, apart from it, at the end, this guy in front of me was like filming. <laughs> right. And in a really British way, just getting really loud toots from everyone. <laughs> 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 what do you think I'm doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, so I didn't really know what to expect. But I, yeah. I, yeah. I I would have liked. Oh, what am I talking about? It was
1: great. It was. No, no. It's you, you, it, it, you. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I, I just felt that like it was so amazing. It was so amazing just to see her.
1: Yeah. And we had yeah. to,
0: we had you know so we just played. Uh, we got tickets and. We just lucked out with really great. Scenes. Oh really? Uh, yeah, we were like, man, we were like, um, f- like seven from the front. Oh man, oh, right wow. in the middle. Right. And you know it's it. This, yeah, that's that's brilliant. This seems to happen every time I go to Hammer Smith Apollo because so I thought that was a great gig, and then the one of the greatest gigs I've ever seen was was, there, it was Paul Simon. Oh yeah, there, and which was funnily, it was the exact opposite, right in, in the sense of. It was just a guy on stage with seven music with a band of yeah. seven people, but no lights. Yeah. Just two hours yeah. of like songs and singing. Yeah. And it was it just blew my mind. It right. was Just, you know, when someone has just, I, you know, back out of it. That's as yeah. solid as Paul Simon, and just the musicians, man. It was oh man, it was so, so good. Yeah, but, yeah, I Always seem to, yeah. And the white stripes at I always, I think that's my favorite venue in London. Hammersmith Apollo or Ocean or whatever right. it is now, and, and and it's such a you know that, that's where Ziggy died.
1: <laughs> right, right. But, yeah. but, and um, I kind of like the new David Bowie track actually. I just heard that yesterday. Oh, I haven't heard it. It's pretty pretty cool. It's done with like a live. Well, it sounds like it's live. It's so it's like with this jazz. Well, it's a, I can't remember her name. She's a composer, like a band leader. But it's it's the entire thing's kind of just it's like a, it's like a big band and his voice but quite a weird it's kind of a big band but it's more like a combination of quite drum and bassy beats and kind of like quite charles hey. charles Mingusy, kind of like really deep you know contrabass clarinet and all that kind of, like it's it's pretty cool it's, it's yeah I, i'm really uh it's nice when someone like him who's been around so long is obviously just in a new wave of Like I honestly thought that for me that track "Where Are We Now" is like probably my favorite thing he's ever done. Ever done? What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like it, 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 it's it moved me the most of anything he's ever done. Really? Yeah, like I've always. I thought it was a great track. I thought it was a great track. I don't know. There was something about like I've always, I've always really liked. Again, he's one of those people I've always really liked, but I've never sort of had that real.
0: Oh okay.
1: Moment with, and where are we now? Like actually. Like really moved me. Like there's something about like the kind of way his voice sounds, so sort of old and frail. Like, I don't know. It's just sort of like, and the lyrics again. It's very simple, but the moment you know, you know, you know. <laughs> that's a wonderful line. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is. Was it? I mean, it it's is. so true. It is. Yeah. You know, when you know, you know. Like, it, it, I, that's that's a wonderful way of see. That's tr- that's true. You know, you know. Oh, you know. <laughs> i can
0: not even doing that deliberately. <laughs> yeah. I
1: just say you know a lot. Yeah. But that—I mean—that's—that's that's truth to me. It would be very easy to just be like, you know. I can't think, but to, to have said a similar sentiment, but in a much more lazy.
0: Mm. You know. So, so five. What's 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 next for you now? You, can can you can you tell? Can you tell the listeners?
1: What I you can might, try. What Although I, what I really next. want to talk about is House of Cards. Um, oh, isn't it good? I have you. i i have devoured the first two. I. I'm midway through. I'm obsessed oh. with it. I. I didn't good. think. Sorry, I'll get back to the question. But I. I didn't think. Um, it's not the kind of thing I thought I'd like because oh, I'm not. Really? I wouldn't say I'm hugely interested in like a political drama or something, but I. A couple of people recommended it, and I started watching it on Netflix. So I'm obsessed. It's just really it's incredible. It's really classy, isn't it? It's, it's it? it's great. It's
0: great. It's great. The Americans do that kind of thing so well. So well, and do you know David Fincher uh, was involved. I think he's. Uh, I don't actually know who he is. He's the guy that did um, Seven, and um, he's a big, big movie director. Right. Okay. Uh, what else has he done? He's done some really cool so films. Yeah, but he. I think he's he's an executive producer. And he's
1: he's directed two of the episodes. But yeah, no, it's really. really I've literally good. like had. I mean, I went. We were saying something in case people. But there have been moments in it. Two moments, where I've literally had my mouth open just <laughs> at at what he's done, or like it's quite rare. This. It's just like. But it's fascinating, like how the, you know the extre- the extremes to which someone will go to. I I don't know. It's just like it's. I suppose you'd say if it's about anything in one word, you'd say it's about manipulation, isn't it? I suppose. Or,
0: yes. And you and, know? and 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 I I'm like th- that shit probably goes on.
1: Oh, I'm sure it does. I mean, yeah, I, I, people are just he's just horrible. Yeah, but but he's horrible. But what I find also weird is that. Well, I mean, maybe this is just me being a little weirder, but. He's horrible and he's unforgivable. And yet you still kind of like him. I don't know. Do you, like, I, I don't like him as in, like, he's a decent guy. But it's sort of... I'm always rooting for him to have that moment where you're like, actually, yeah, he has got heart. That's because it's
0: fascinating. And he never does. I, I but, you so know, like, I... He he knows who he is. Well, there's, yeah. There's no...
1: And he knows what he's doing. So it's this... I like, yeah. so, and that's fascinating. It's quite watch. odd. But it's quite odd to see that response in yourself. It's like, he's deplorable. And yet you kind of you do have this weird... I don't know, it's it's just... Yeah, it, it's really... I never, th- I never
0: thought about it like that. I never thought about whether... I have quite an ambiguity with this character, whereas, like, I'm, I'm not rooting for him and I don't want him to fall. I'm just enjoying watching this play. Yeah, up.
1: well, like, I don't you mean I'm rooting mean? for him as in, like, I hope he makes it to the next... It's more, like, that I keep wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt almost in terms of, like, I almost keep wanting him to... Like say there'll be a scene where he seems to be showing compassion, I I keep being like maybe he's gonna really mean it this time and you're gonna see that <laughs> and and it never you know it's always just an act but it's like I don't know I uh, maybe I just maybe I just want to see the good in people but I don't know I it's just really um yeah but um, what next well um. I haven't really answered anything very specifically, have I? I no. talked, what do you What
0: are you What do you do next? Five? Oh, I'm going to finish House of Cards. Yeah,
1: I'm going to finish House of Cards. <laughs> uh, well, there maybe literally is what back. I'm going to do next. No, um, I can't say exactly yet um, for a reason. You know, for a combination of because I can't and also no, uh, okay. I wouldn't want to say anyway. But like, I, I mean, there's just you know, loads of. Loads of I'm stuff. Get, It's just that thing of getting loads of stuff ready, and. I like the idea much more of uh, rather than being like God. I've really got to get something out. It's been so long now. I like the idea. of Really waiting until you've got a whole arsenal of things ready, and before you know, it's like before you know it, there's like I definitely. It's not just about seeing one thing through. It's about getting all kinds of different things ready. Um, the stuff
0: you play me is great, man. I have got to say. It's well, really, thank what well, really, the stuff really you exciting.
1: your Matt has been drumming on a few bits and pieces, bits uh, and pieces. which. Um, is, as ever has been amazing but um thank you but um well, I like
0: the little did ditties you play
1: me you know the yeah sort of yeah the 90, little random 90 second yeah well but it's, it's, that's the thing I you love, see I love those and this is what I'm me I mean I, I'm really into all that I mean that's the thing like I really in the past few years I've hardly written any what you call conventional songs at all as in verse chorus verse you know I've just written loads and loads of stuff and a lot of it is you know it's it it lasts as long as it lasts and i think again that's what's really interesting because say that you have lots of fragments you can there's so many different ways you can use them you can mm-hmm. use you can use the fragments say or you see it physically like you've got a bucket of just all these jigsaw pieces you know you can just bring one into into one project and one into something else and you can use it just as something to dip into mm-hmm. or you can Weave them all together, so they become like a sort of rug or something, you know Or you can just give them to people as scraps and almost let people, you know, do And I, I just think all those I, I mean, th- th- that's another reason why I think today is such an exciting time to live in Because, and we've definitely talked about this before But like You can do anything now And as, as, as much as that's in some ways maybe not a good thing Because sometimes restrictions are healthy But I think if you know what you want to do, it is brilliant because, you know, and, and that's why I do feel quite strongly about this the, the, the whole album thing. That people have gotten such a, a tiz about the, you know, people got so cross online when George Thingy at Radio 1 said he thought the album was dying, it's a popular Who said that? The controller of Radio One. Uh, okay, okay. The, whatever his name is, George Agatudis, Um, I think he sort of he said, and of course it was one of those things that it was a little bit sensationalised. Like George Agatudis says the album is dead, and you read the article, and what he actually says is the album will continue, but it's gonna become more and more redundant as a popular art, mainstream art form. And there's all these people, like you know, people I follow and like getting so. Angry! Oh, oh, the album's dead, is it, Mister Joy? Is that why figures from last month show and all this kind of like, And it's just like I don't know. It was kind of weird. I did, I I deliberately didn't. I don't really like getting involved in all that stuff, you know. But no, no. I, I can't be. You know, it's not a thousand a day. But I don't like, really.
0: I don't really give opinions on Twitter.
1: No, it's just not worth it. No, and especially if it's negative. Like I don't like saying anything. I don't like really starting to criticize other people's opinions. Or I don't know. Exactly. It's like everyone can think what they want to think. But I I just thought, you know, I don't know why people are getting so. I think that shows the nostalgia that is within... That the, the people feel defensive about it implies that already it's become something quite archaic. That's almost like, how can you criticise that? That's an institution. It's like the album is an institution. It's like you can't criticise David Attenborough or something. It's almost like the... You know, uh, it's almost like the album is like the David Attenborough. It's like, oh, yeah, well, the album is a... And then, the album is a wonderful thing. But, like, why on earth should... In, in, in an era when you can you can release... And contextualise music in any way you want. Why on earth is a 45-minute or whatever collection of things on a CD or something? Or what gotta be this like sacred, like You should group you can do whatever you want. And if, if the right way for you to present something is 12 tracks on a 30, 45 minute album, then release an album. But the you know, the way you might wanna do things is is a four-hour sequence of stuff with visuals, or it might be yeah, yeah. 36 one-minute tracks, or, it, you know, it might be a, 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 a four EPs, or it might be, you know, a, there's, there's yeah, so many ways you can weird, do it. It's and weird I, that we get defensive over a format. People, but and
0: it's I don't... Like, least, but, but, people get, but people get attached to, you know, if you grow up listening to vinyl, and then you're like, you love your vinyl, you know, you love the music, and then the cassettes come out, and you're like, but but... Well, well I suppose I suppose that yeah, I've, lost, I've loved vinyl in in its, but I guess people confuse it the format with the thing that they
1: that they. Yeah, that I they, don't know. I love. don't know what it is. I just find it really strange because I'm like, you know, I've got loads of things I'm planning, and some of them are like a bit more like regular albums, but some of them aren't, and like it's. I just think that's the beauty of now that you can kind of dream up all these new ways of, you know, because. I mean, physically too, but even just what you can do in the digital domain is incredible. You know, in the sense that you don't need... You know, when I was a teenager, if I wanted to release some music, I had to find someone that was going to believe in it enough to press up. You know, because I couldn't afford to, you know, get it out properly. I I could do a demo CD like, like I would with my band, you know, and you'd have, like... You'd get 100 copies pressed or something. But it's like, you know... You had to sort of have that... I don't know, that backing of, uh, of someone to give you money to do something, whereas now you still need money to do some things, but a hell of a lot of stuff you can do, mm. you know, without any funds, pretty much. Well, the, so you, you need a computer, I guess, you know, but yeah. like, which isn't cheap, but like once you've got that basic starting point, you know, anyone can do anything they like and put it online. Uh, you know, a minute after they've finished it and, and the whole world can hear it. And I know the whole world's not going to find out about it and that's why PR and things are still, you know, very important. But it's very liberating, I think, that because, you know, it means you don't have to have anyone telling you that there's a right way to do it. And I, I think that's one of the things that does upset me that I've seen so many, I mean, even just people I know, or I don't, well, not know, but like people you kind of I don't know, you just see it happen quite a lot, That say, you, you, you hear someone, you hear someone's, I'm sure you've had this, you hear someone's demos, and you're like, wow, there's a real, real voice here, I don't mean literally the voice, but I mean like a real personality. Mm-hmm. And then by the time their record comes out, it's just like, what happened? Like I it, think that, It's become like everything else, think, and it, it's horrible that when that happens. I think happens more
0: than it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's really depressing, because yeah. it's just like, the, the reason you got signed was because you had something. but yeah, and, so, and you know, I, I, everyone goes down, I mean, that's, I think it's that side of things that personally I'm just like, I don't want to have to deal with, with that again. You know, I've I i, I I've had it with, you know, it's the radio mixes thing everyone had. That was just a classic one with me. That You know, you you, you you have a track, but then it's like, if radio are going to play it, it probably needs a bit of a rejig. It needs to be shorter, it needs to, you know, and then it's like, actually it'd be good if you can just make the vocals a bit louder and maybe turn that weird noise down. Before, you know, I... And it's hard because you are always, someone will always say rightfully, you know, rightly, they'll be like, well, you can not do it, but I mean, surely you'd rather people hear the track in some form than not at all. And I'd always be like, oh, I suppose so. But then how far do you go with that before you're ending up just, you know, you might as well just get a memo from people going, we'd like a track that is like this. And then you'll get on the radio, and at some point you're gonna be like, "Well, actually, no. I, I'd rather people hear how I intend. No, it's Otherwise, funny, it's, what's the point? Why am I doing this? You no, know, no, like do, do you
0: know, when like Buddy Holly comes on the radio, and like, or I don't know, some other '50s person, there, and it sounds amazing. Right? But that's yeah. That's not a radio mix. I find the whole radio mix thing's weird because, I've I've had to do a few for people, and I think that music on the radio sounds a certain way because you know that you know they limit really hard on radio.
1: Yeah. And like they speed things up sometimes as well, apparently. Do they? Not on Radio One, but I think on some of the I think on some of the sort of commercial stations. Make it more exciting or or, I think everything's sped up a tiny bit. I think I read that somewhere. I might be wrong. But but
0: I find that like people ask for the radio mix. They want you (laughs) they want you to make it sound like it's on the radio before it <laughs>
1: yeah, goes on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, yeah. why don't you just put it on the radio? And that, that, that 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 process yeah. all all all. Um... I don't know. It's just, it's just so funny, but it's just like I don't know, and and you end up just becoming fearful and you know like. And cautious, and I think caution and creativity don't really go
0: together. You know, they 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 they, they don't. Um, Fife How are we gonna wrap this up?
1: Don't know. But you could sing a song. I could play i play on the whirler, and you could. Okay,
0: maybe we could just fade it out from this point in, whilst whilst you. you... Maybe you could. I, okay. I, you could just start that's, wrapping
1: that's... up, and who who are you gonna do a pod, podcast
0: with next? Uh, I I don't want to announce it because they haven't said yes. Oh, is it
1: someone quite big, like Bono? Bono? Oh, ah,
0: you're gonna go away. Hey. Bon. No, no. Bono's. Um. Um. I'm I'm not at liberty to say next three. week
1: on this talking with Matt. will be joined by Rock Legend John Bon Jovi.